This session of ADHD contains graphic descriptions of violence, gore, or sexual themes. Listener discretion is advised. And as always, we hope you enjoy. Welcome to Adventuring Dimwits and Hyperactive Dragons, aka ADHD&D, a real play tabletop podcast that uses D&D 5e to tell a story and mess around a bit. I'm Orion, the DM. Tonight we have a little conversation between Gideon and the library. This was set and recorded right before Theron was taken away in episode 24. So you'll hear references to that and their planning in those stages. It was a fun little conversation Carson and I had. Hope you enjoy. Brett and I, I don't know if you've seen either of us on on Switch playing Mega Man Battle Network Collection. It's an old uh, Game Boy Advance series. They just released a collection of one through six on the switch um oh yeah so we've been going through some retro vibes right now yeah i've i haven't been on the switch too much because and when i am i'm playing no man's sky right now that's what i've been seeing you play whatever you've been on is no man's sky i love it (laughs) that's one of those games i can drop off for a while and then come right back to I mean, it's, you know, it's basically Minecraft in space, or Terraria in space, but it's it's more fun than that. <laughs> um, Tim was talking about it when they were going through lockdowns in New Zealand at the, towards the beginning of COVID um, on the worst idea of all time. I mean, I've, I've been aware, at the very least, of No Man's Sky and its progression from bland and fairly empty to the dynamic game that it is now. Yeah, it's, uh, it's one of the greatest comeback stories in gaming, man. Yeah, the just everything, the constant updates that are all free and the constant building on it has just made this game fantastic. The newest release just did a whole bunch of new types of ships, did a whole bunch of new types of like battle stuff. I, I like it was a major update. And so I I love playing it. Obviously, space games are like one of my major things, and it's 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 right up there with everything I love. So, I'm telling you, while we all have pretty similar tastes, you, Brett, and I could really do something with a gaming podcast because we have a lot of crossover, which is good for conversation. I mean, I'll I'll, uh, I like like uh, Mass Effect and Dead Space, so it's not like I like space games or not. And Halo, I guess, pretty much. I mean, I guess it has to count. Um, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, almost everything you do is terrestrial. Um, yeah, but uh, there are bouts with. Um, I mean, there are even in one of the games. There's even a dogfight in space, which is bonkers. I forgot about that. That was Reach, wasn't it? They had actual <sighs> fighters. That was fun. I think I played that with you. Um, and Halo Reach is perhaps amongst the best of the the Halo game. It's definitely amongst the best. It might, it might be the outright best. Um, man, fuck do I miss doing fucking two player FPS or third person shooter game campaigns. Ashley and I have actually beaten Gears of War four and five together. Oh, nice. Yeah, I miss doing that type of thing. I'm waiting for the kids to get old enough to do those ones. Oh, dude, that'll be that'll be so much fun. (laughs) They're I mean, they're into Minecraft and shit. I just have to figure out I've been tempted to break out Halo on my Xbox one and just see what they do with it. (laughs) All right, we wanna we wanna get into this now. Ugh. Yes, I guess the, the it's time for the preamble ramble to wrap up pre pre rambling. The pre rambling. I was trying to figure out how I wanted the librarian to sound. 
I don't know if I exactly settled on anything, but so yeah, go ahead. Is is there like a perch that the librarian rests their head on or something while 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 um in the library or um um well we'll we'll get to that <laughs> okay <laughs> um so when when is when is this taking place canonically this is okay so you guys just had your fight with Anarian and Shadow and then you went to Cerise's apartment tent that she has set up on top of an apartment building she was missing um and there was a note from Anarian saying tomorrow night we're going to meet with you like we'll exchange this person for Theron um Shadow's basically been shadowing you guys since you got to Lusden uh yeah, that is something, uh, and I'll, of course I'll bring it up again at the beginning of our next session, but like, Gideon is on high alert. He is trying to, he's always squinting at shadows right now, trying to find, <laughs> you know, because he, he figures he's being watched at this point. Yeah. Um. So this is going to take place, basically, I think, I don't, I don't see you guys sleeping that well. But also at the same time, you know you got 24 hours. So I know Haas and Theron went to buy some gear or sell some gear. Like they went, we did this in the in the text, but they went and sold a bunch of their magic items mm-hmm. and shit that they had. I think Haas made like 3,000 gold. <laughs> wow. Um, Theron made I, like... I saw the discussion of the uh, subclass rings touched yep. upon a little bit. Yeah, and Theron I think made like 400 gold. <laughs> Um, so I'm picturing like they went and did this and I'm kind of picturing Gideon being like, well, I'm going to go to the library and I'm going to get like, like, we can't do anything until the night of, we might be able to prep something, but we can't really do anything until the night of. So I'm going to go to the library. Maybe you're going to go research some more stuff on portal stones. You want to go talk to the librarian, that type of thing. And that's where I'm figuring probably maybe early morning you head to the library while they go off to their little pre-fight shopping trip. Um, yeah, I mean, it's super rude to wear heavy armor in a library, I guess, but Gideon is doing it. There's others that are doing it. The library, I would say for the most, like at least the general areas are so (laughs) active. I guess it's, I guess it's, uh, pretty continuously interrupted by, ah, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just people shouting yeah <laughs> you get yeah. used to it after a while you get it just fades it. into the background <laughs> ah! yeah and even like if you have people whispering it, you still hear it and if you have 300 people in the library whispering you're gonna hear it like you hear noise so it's not like it's it's like a weird hushed no- loudness basically <laughs> It's a loud silence. Um, so, so, uh, so your uh, armor uh, is going to be a steady hum. Yeah, basically. Um, and you walk in, and you see the librarian is in their little like nook that they have right under the stairwell. That they can they can raise their head up to the stairwell and have like a conversation with somebody up there if they want to, or they can lower their head and like do it at floor level. Um, last time you saw them. Or, like, most of the times you've come into the library, you've seen them 
and they have like three to five attendants around them reading books to them or like just discussing things with them. This time you come in and it looks like they're kind of curled up, maybe asleep. But there is one guy standing near it and it's a green tiefling with glasses on and he's wearing a tweed suit. And like as you approach, he kind of looks up at you and goes, oh, can I help you? Um, I was I was hoping to speak with the, the librarian if I could. Oh, well. I'm sure I can assist you. Um, I mean, if I'm perfectly honest, I'm really just fascinated with dragons, and I I was hoping to have a conversation with the librarian and librarian and pick their brain. Um, but um, not. Not that there's anything against you. I'm sure you're great. I just, uh, I just kind of came here with that in mind. Oh well. I didn't have anything in particular I wanted to talk about. Maybe. Um, why don't you just treat me as a surrogate to the librarian? And oh, we can okay, talk about okay. It. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. I get it. Um, <laughs> no, okay. Um, do you know anything about uh, portal stones? Portal stones. I know quite a deal, a good bit about them. <laughs> Perhaps we should have asked more qualified people from the outset instead of spending entire days pouring through information on our own. Yes, um, uh, Sour Patch brought it up to my my notice that you were spending a lot of time researching Portal Stones these last few days. Um, There's not much in the library that goes on that the librarian, and he like nods his head toward the, the sleeping dragon, that he is not aware of, and of course, I am aware of. Um... Well, uh, there's information that is not really mine to share, um, but uh, we, I and my companions have a vested interest in finding out why portal stones are behaving the way that they have since the rising, and um, I was just hoping to get some more information on that, and I don't know, maybe some, some context. Well, so portal stones used to allow you to travel through the realms into other worlds, of course. When the Rising happened, it was almost as if someone put not quite a solid wall, almost a, how would I put it, a mesh wall up. So nothing too large can get through, but you can still hear some things, of course. So, what happens if you run into a wall at full speed? And he looks at you. Um, you, you, you bounce off of it? Yes. Now, imagine running into a wall at the speed of light. It can explode. So, <sighs> portals, that's one of the reasons why portal stones are considered so dangerous but sometimes you aren't just outright killed trying to use them now something it's almost like this wall is oh it's almost soft and it almost bounces back (laughs) 
it's kind of like a net that is stretched to its limits instead of a, a wall. He gives um, you like a, a sm- small smile and says, exactly. Very good. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I'm guessing it would be public knowledge, common knowledge if we did, but do we know anything about how that barrier came into being or if there are any, I don't know, holes in the net? Well... Over the past 700 years, there has been reports of people still arriving via Portal Stone. Um, We don't know. I can't tell you quite how often this happens, because obviously some people keep it a secret. But there has been a report here or there of somebody arriving, so there must be holes or gaps in this wall maybe the net has been torn in random places but it doesn't work all the time as for leaving some people use a portal stone and we never see them again does that mean they made it i i don't know how would one go about um making a tear or finding a tear in the net hmm. that's dangerous business and it would take it would take a person with certain skills to help you um there's been talk of aracocra that still you are are considered horizon walkers and they can touch the ethereal plane even with the rising um others who have interdimensional powers that can still slightly touch those other realms maybe they could help or even the gods still have some pull in this world Gideon um, basically channels divinity although I don't want to use the feat if <laughs> if you don't mind for a roleplay purpose but um, Gideon channels divinity and makes his armor glow and um says yes um i know a little bit about the power of the gods still coming through the net um although i admit i haven't had a conversation with my patron as yet yes sometimes it seems you need to make a loud noise on this side for your patron to really want to speak with you. Do we know what side this plane or another plane from where the rising originated? Hmm. We know it originated on an island in Amon. There is talks of gods battling of a great mighty army or something I think you've you've probably have heard or even used the curses of the twins and the titan born there is something there something that happened on this island 
that caused the rising as far as we know. What it was? I don't know if anybody knows. Um, how aware is the librarian or all of you of the um, state of the Commonwealth's campaign? <sighs> We're very well aware of it. This is the greatest hub of knowledge in the world. We have people from the Commonwealth come to this library. You do indeed. Um, well, I I have some um, personal involvement in um, opposing the Commonwealth's invasion into Vindowin. That is that is actually where we'll, where we are headed. Once we're done here, assuming everything turns out okay, I guess. Um, but um, it seemed like it seems like you know more than really anybody I've I've spoken with. Um, well, and when I, you I, spend I, as much time with an ancient dragon, you learn some things, especially when this dragon's hoard is knowledge. What? I mean, I, the immediacy of the threat probably makes it, I don't know, more urgent. But I guess, do you think there could be a connection between um, the Commonwealth provoking, finally provoking war on Vinduin and the, the rising and... Um, I just, I can't shake the feeling that there is someone else moving around in the shadows, setting these dominoes up to fall. <sighs> Gideon, there's always people in the shadows uh, moving. Gideon starts, did he introduce himself? No. Uh, <laughs> there's always people moving in the shadows. There are... Those who think they control others, and there are those who think they're making all the moves. Your commonwealth is powerful, and I do not know if someone is making a move for the rising in the commonwealth. But maybe, maybe you should find out. Oh, I, in I intend to, but... More and more, it feels like the control, the, I just, I feel so adrift. I was part of this huge operation for so long. I was so used to rigidity and structure and. Do you miss it? I miss the feeling of knowing that my actions and my decisions carried weight, I suppose, like not the decisions that I made, the actions that I took. I don't miss any of that. I'm, I'm perhaps happier than I've been in a long time. Um, which is a strange thing to say, given everything that's happened since I've left, but I guess what it really boils down to is sometimes I feel powerless now, I, I, I can't even 
you know, protect my friend from assassins or uh, being kidnapped. I. It's yes, just. Please, a, don't, please don't mess. Make a mess in the library tonight, okay? Um, I'm really sorry about the the bottle of wine. By the way, um, <laughs> I'm not really accustomed to, um, giving interventions, and <laughs> I think I just took a. Uh, I, well, I I did. I I panicked. Um, You're but, used to yes. having authority. Where now you're in a position where no one recognizes your authority, and sometimes your your generalship still pops up. I have a question, Gideon. Do you think what is best for you is to continue traveling with your friends? And yes, you all have probably have your dreams of helping against the Commonwealth. Or is what's best for you is to use your knowledge? Use all that you have learned through the years of leading a city and people, and maybe joining up in a position that would give you that old power back, that old level of authority. You know, it's it's funny when I left the Commonwealth, I was enjoying experience. I was enjoying the thought of experiencing the world on my own with really no one but me to answer to. But I'm starting to get the feeling that you can't really, you know, I you can take the general out of the Commonwealth, but it's pretty hard to take the Commonwealth out of the general. Um, uh, not in any kind of patriotic sense, but in terms of um, the character that it built within me. Um, I was offered um, a governorship while I've been here. And I can't help but think that things might have been turned out a little bit different if I'd accepted it. Or if I'd even known about it. Because <laughs> I found out about it late, didn't I? Yes, you did. <laughs> you found out about it like... After you returned from your scouting trip of the the Commonwealth Kingdom, that's what, that's what I thought. That's what I thought that happened. Yeah. I think you might have received the letter from Air Folk. <laughs> I don't, don't quite. Thank you, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've. Um, you know, we're not. Uh, do you and I need to reshape what the Commonwealth thinks of? of of dragons or how they regard them. Cause I can't really remember where we landed, but I mean, Gideon, you know, not knowing they existed when they, when, when he came over to Vindowin, that seems like a stretch as prolific as they are. They're prolific um, in Vindowin. They're, they're, they're basically extinct on Kelstar. Except for, um, hidden the matriarch, yeah. the matriarch, I suppose. Uh, and the sexton. And, and, um, and a few others. Um, that so, uh, I without looking it up, a few hundred years ago, the Dragon Wars happened, where the Commonwealth and the Jazriel Covenant both decided that dragons were too much of a hassle, and both governments attempted to basically a genocide, and those dragons that didn't escape to Vindowin, ha like nobody's gone, none of the dragons have gone to Kelstar unless they lived there this whole time in hiding. 
So as far as a normal Commonwealth person or even anybody knows, dragons are extinct. The Covenant also holds kind of a similar position? Yes. Yeah. Most of, like, I think the only places, like, even in Inamir and the Soro Kingdoms, there aren't dragons, because they just left Kelstar no matter what government it was. So Kelstar is thought to be completely devoid of dragons. They think they're all dead. What a surprise when they come to Vinduin and there's still a lot of dragons. Um, <laughs> I mean, can you imagine a more terrifying thing to get, like, ambushed by if you're, like, <laughs> in a military encampment and uh, you think dragons are extinct and one just descends on you and lights your ass fucking up, man? Oh, yeah. Yeah, gosh, it'd be horrifying. I think the, 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 the main reason I had it happen in the Commonwealth or, like, Kelstar is because the the... Jazrael Covenant, like the elves made a lot of friends with dragons and were using them in a lot of wars, whereas the Commonwealth didn't and the dwarves didn't. So they ended up kind of they the ones they did get to their side kind of caused a rift between the elves and dragons and it just ended up becoming easier to just get rid of all of them no matter which side you're on than trying to trust one dragon or another. It was like it was like weapons of mass destruction and rather than trying to keep any of them, you just got rid of all of them because the other side might use them as well. So so as far as Gideon knows, they've at least been extinct for like two to three hundred years. So so coming to Vindowin would have been a huge shock. Okay. I like the idea of Gideon like just absolutely being obsessed with dragons because, you know, it's like people now with dragon dinosaurs and stuff, too. It's just like. Oh, they don't exist. They're not. They're they're dead or they're extinct or whatever. And then if you saw one in real life, you'd just be like, "Holy fuck, shut up!" <laughs> and like, also every time he meets a dragon, like it's just a really cool experience. They're all, I mean, they're as unique, of course, as as people. They're yep. It it's where were we? <laughs> there's a lot that's happening in the world right now. And I mean, I know there's always a lot that's happening in the world, but it is nice to know that there are others out there who have been around to see stranger times, worse times, and have come out the other side of it well enough. Um, I don't know. If I'll continue on as a adventure in a small party, or if I'll end up taking up a position of authority or governorship, stewardship somewhere. But um, I don't know. It's just comforting to know that despite what the Commonwealth would have us believe, dragons are still here. Um, I'd actually really like to um, to meet more of your kind. Um, since I've come to Benduin, I've I just <laughs> I I really think you're remarkable creatures, and um, I don't know. I'd like to get to know more of you. Um, and if I'm perfectly honest. Riding a dragon seems like a lot of fun. <laughs> Didn't you already ride one? 
Oh, yes, you're right. Uh, riding a dragon <laughs> is a lot of fun. Uh, I mean, no. Can I Can I ride ride, ride you? Um, uh, oh, you want to ride the librarian? And he turns and, like, puts his hand on the librarian, but it phases through a little bit. Um, and then he pulls his hand back and goes, uh, no, I don't think that's going to be happening. It's just as Gideon thought. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, well, you know, I have I have ridden a dragon, um, but um, uh, yes, the the two little kids at in Durga. Kept you really fog. do know everything. Um, I have well, eyes everywhere. He says with a twinkle. Um, it's an honor to speak with you um and and for you to speak with me as as though you are already familiar <laughs> just, with me just, just leave it it's an honor for you to speak with me too uh, it, it is it's an honor for you to speak with me uh, you're so welcome that i've blessed you with my presence um it has been a pleasure gideon hopefully in the future we can do this again Oh, um, this is, I don't know, pretty standard fare compared to everything else we've spoken about, but do you know if uh, we could pay um, some of the <laughs> wizards at the college to cast a spell on us? I'm sure there are plenty of wizards there who would be willing to do anything for a coin. Cool. Um, they're, they're, they're all basically grad students there and, you know, grad students desperate do, do any, do anything for a copper. Yeah. yeah. Gotta pay that Gideon, tuition. Gideon thinks back to his, um, early twenties. He had a goatee. He was in a starving artist phase. <laughs> that's, that's why he, he smashed that loot of. A while back, because it was just, it was like almost a PTSD flashback to it. It was a reminder of the path he could have gone. <laughs> I love it. No, he's always been a military man. Yeah. Except when he's Dion Evening Moon. Evening Moon. Dion Evening Moon. <laughs> His rogue persona. Gideon Bowles. Like at the waist, and uh, goes uh, goes to find his two companions. Um, or if the nerd if the nerd herd is around, he'll track them down. Okay. As you walk off, you hear the librarian mutter to himself, "Maybe I should have drafted Gideon." Oh, what was that? No, nothing. Nothing. Don't worry about it. He says, <laughs> "Oh, um, Gideon walks back over." Um, <laughs> oh, and another and thing. That, but before I go, um, I mean, you're not exactly making, you know, your your presence here isn't exactly hit. I was just wondering if there were other dragons like you that perhaps I could speak with. Um, if I'm being frank, I you, you seem to be the beating heart of Vinduin, if not Aemon as a whole. And um, ah. well, I I fear I, I figure it can only benefit me to to meet as many of you as i can 
You mean other ancient dragons or just dragons in general? Because they're all over um, the place. The more ancient, the better. Well, not to give anything away, but maybe you should visit uh, Silverbane and Dusttide. Maybe not Dusttide. Uh, she's a little, or they're a little much, he says, rolling his eyes. Um, <laughs> you you know everything, so you know about Theron. Um, a little much, huh? Who's Theron? Um, he, he like winks at you. <laughs> Um, though it would be oh, really yeah, funny very, to be like very it's very good yeah, it'd be uh, really funny to be like oh yeah the guy who knows everything doesn't care enough about theron um to know anything about him um <laughs> it would be really cool if for whatever reason like zane was just a hole in everybody's memories like uh, because of his particular state of undeath just just like kind of not there yeah, um, almost any reborn, like their pat, like people who knew them before they were reborn, just has like this weird funk in their memories of them. That'd be really interesting. Something they feel like they should be able to grab onto, but it's just, yep, just too ephemeral. Where is it? We're um headed after this, uh, and actually while I'm while I'm at that uh, not to jump the gun, because we have some quite dramatic things uh, that have yet to play out yeah. <laughs> um, but um, the contact that Gideon has been sent to meet with, not contact but, um, I don't know merchant, merchant queen <laughs> Oh, Irvina, in Duskshire you want to know wh- what are you asking about her? Uh, she had an alias too, didn't she? She's known as, uh, shit, I can never remember if I call her the vine or the thorn. It's I think it's the, the thorn. <laughs> the viney thorn. The viney thorn. The uh, thing about her that is, is that if she touches you, you take D.O.T. for about three seconds. <laughs> um, Where is she? O's, O's. I went past the O's. Like, just once, I want to channel divinity and set my weapon on fire and smash somebody over the head with it and divine smite and searing smite and just roll 1d10 plus 1d10 plus 1d10 plus 1d4 <laughs> and 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 just crush somebody the way a paladin's supposed to. Just destroy them. There she is. The f- she, she's, she's... So she's known as the Thorn, but she goes by her like her name is Vine because her name's Orvina. So she goes. So she's known as the Thorn, but she like her friends call her. She prefers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) She prefers Vine. Does she bristle at the thought of at being called? (laughs) Yes. Oh, jeez. That's the second time I've gotten a call from a number in the Netherlands. That's terrifying. That cannot be good. Not that the Dutch are trying to get in contact with me. Just that somebody with a Dutch number is calling me. It cannot be good. <laughs> All right. Um, is there anything? What do you? Is there anything you want Gideon to do? Um. Oh, Gideon just doesn't have money. Um. Um. I guess it'd be a stretch to say I was getting Benji combat ready in a day, considering I just said he wasn't yesterday. 
Um, yeah, I mean, he's but, he's like level three or something, but he... I, I gave you a level after one day before, and I probably won't do that in this time. I, I, think, I think that is what Gideon will do, um, though, is uh, spend some time like training uh, Benji and um, tracking down. Uh, he, he will then use Benji to track down Theron. Um, and whenever he does, Gideon would like for Benji to find Theron first and like be peering around a corner at Theron and then like just walk up on him. Like I told you, I can find you wherever you fucking go. <laughs> like Benji points to where he, when he spots Theron, he just stops and points and maybe like barks a couple of times and Gideon comes strolling around the corner. Like, ah, there you are. There you are. <laughs> it's perfect. I love it. I'm all with it. I'm all for it. Um, no, no, you don't get to know that. Okay. Um. <laughs> yeah, you don't. You don't get to know that. <laughs> there are so many things you don't let us that we don't get to know. <laughs> but you don't get to know that. I figure you guys are probably planning something behind my back, but. Um. I mean, yes. Um, <laughs> you know, first first thought was a uh, ring of free action, just so whoever wears it's immune to. Anarian's gravity bullshit. Um, <laughs> but uh, that's a bit expensive. Turns out those motherfuckers cost like eight or nine thousand. Yeah. Uh, so. Once you get past like common, like just rare, are like in the thousands. It's ridiculous. It's, it's a, I mean, I understand you don't want everybody just to have rare items, but it's still insane. This is truly unfair, man. I get to watch so few baseball this season because of my work schedule and they're actually having a day game and it's in a fucking rain delay. This is such bullshit. <laughs> I am. I am Steven. Adventuring Dimwits and Hyperactive Dragons is brought to you by a bunch of friends who decided to record their sessions just for the heck of it. Check out our Facebook and Tumblr at Adventuring Dimwits. To check out more of the world and our text-based adventures, join our Discord server. The link is in the episode description. Music provided by Parker Hyde, and I'm Orion the DM. Catch you later!